everybody, and welcome to Take a Knee. It's good to have you again here today, and as we continue to push on into talking about what's going on in the world today, and looking at scripture and perspectives that might help us with what God is doing in the world and how we understand it, how we can walk in the ways of the Lord as believers, and really to make sense of what is going on. And I've got to admit, we are living in a world that is truly confusing, trying to figure out what it is that's going on. And I think one of the topics that I've been meditating on lately has been that word truth. And what is interesting about truth is that there's really no basis, some foundation for the world to really understand what truth is. Because in an existential world where everybody has their own truth, where everything is based on emotion, then it makes it very difficult for people to align because one person's truth is not another person's truth. But when you look at the Bible and you look at the teachings of Jesus, we can even go beyond or before Jesus and look at the people of God. They were taught from the Ten Commandments and the law about morality. They were taught about honesty and that truth was centered in God. And to deceive one another, by lying and cheating and stealing, things that were considered immoral. This was essentially the foundation of truth. And in this world today, when we think about trying to come to the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God, then put your hand on the Bible, right? And isn't it interesting that our law in the United States and other parts of the world you know, law is established from biblical truth, a biblical understanding of truth, so that you're going to tell as a testimony, you're going to communicate in such a way as that it's not based on what you feel, it's based on what you saw or what you did, what you witnessed. And in fact, it was considered a sin, a grave sin to bear false witness. In other words, to tell a lie regarding someone so that they would be punished for something they didn't do. In fact, Jesus, his whole life was bearing false witness. In other words, his accusation there at the end was a violation of biblical law. Of course, that wouldn't have been what the Jews thought. They thought, well, he was saying he was God, and we don't think he is, so let's kill him. Turns out they were wrong when he rose from the dead three days later. But truth is something that is really in our world today being challenged. And it is, if you're paying attention, being something to the point where it's kind of almost a psychosis, a mass psychosis. And I've discussed that on this program before to talk about how things in the world are influenced by a narrative that is pushing the people along to think a certain way, a group think, as it's been called before. 
And it's interesting that people will hurt themselves, they'll hurt others for the sake of being considered as a part of the groupthink. They'd rather be wrong, they'd rather suffer than to be seen as one who's not going along with the crowd. And that's the majority. They may not be, you know, the exceptions. And of course, there are even people who do not know Christ that would never do that. They're too individual. They don't like to be told what to do. But truth, again, is under assault. So when we think about what Jesus did to come and level the playing field, you know, he's standing there before Pontius Pilate, and Paul is going to be standing before rulers and judges, and there is going to be the discussion of truth. They're going to ask what are your thoughts on this? And of course, Jesus is going to constantly bring them back to him as the person saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Of course, a way of saying that was purposely said to confuse the dark-hearted ones, but give hope to those who are willing to listen and stick around a little bit longer to hear Jesus explain what he was really talking about there. And it all came down to what all of them hoped for, and that was to spend eternity with their heavenly father. And he's saying, well, you're not going to see him unless you understand me. I am that way to the father. I am the truth regarding the exposure of this deception that is being pushed upon you by the Romans and pushed upon you by the spiritual elite who are using a lot of hypocrisy to control. And, you know, if you think about it, we're living in very, very similar times, aren't we? We're living in times where people are being told, well, go with what you feel, but don't trust your eyes. Don't trust what you see. Only listen to what we say. Believe what we're telling you, but don't trust your senses. And that can get a little scary when you think in terms of where that will eventually lead people. You know, there's talk of 1984, the book. I don't know if you've ever read it before. You really should read it. I was required reading for me when I was in high school. I don't think it is anymore because it's way too close to home. George Orwell had it right. He just was off by about 40 years. And so here we are, you know, in a situation where people are being told, well, this is what is true and right but yet it goes against what they see, what they experience. And so it's like, don't look at that man behind the curtain, you know, even though he's pulling on levers, even though he's he clearly is the one controlling the environment, but you're told, no, don't look at him. He may look like he's controlling things, but he's really not. Interesting. And one might say that this is an American experience, something that has never happened in history before, and that's not true. It's happened many times in history, right up until modern governments, modern communist governments like China and Russia and totalitarian governments that force people to do things. In other words, that they're not really free to make really any choices, only to do what they're told. And a lot of it is controlled through propaganda, lies, half-truths, and illusion. And so it's amazing that a lot of people are beginning to awaken to this. 
And what is really interesting is that some people are saying, and I tend to believe this, is that we've been living under this a lot longer than we realize. That it's only been recently with the ability for us to communicate with one another very, very quickly. So what the enemy has used to spread lies and misinformation is also being used to spread truth and expose those lies and the misinformation. You know, the Roman roads may have been the roads used to take over peoples and to control those peoples and crucified people all along those roads. That may have been the case, but also those roads were used to spread the gospel all over the world. So what the enemy meant for evil, God was using for good. And this will always be the case. In fact, it's right there in Romans chapter 8, isn't it? And so on one hand, we can be really kind of freaked out that this mass hysteria, this mass psychosis, this don't look over there, look over here, the false flags, as they call them, the different things that are now beginning to be exposed, the things that we're now beginning to realize are not as they appear. And so there is this awakening that I have alluded to in this broadcast before that is grassroots level for normal people, people that even non-believing people, that they're awakening to something, and not everyone, because there are those who will refuse to believe truth because they are so deceived. As Paul would say there in Ephesians chapter 4, that they are deceived by deceitful men, men in their craftiness that are leading people astray. And so they're so bound up, it's kind of like the movie, The Matrix, you know, that they don't know they're living in a false world and they'd rather not know that. They'd rather just keep things status quo because the world they're living in is doing okay for them. But there are a lot of people who are suffering and people who have been robbed, people who have been deceived, people, whether it be their health, foods that we're eating, poisons that we're exposed to, lies regarding population, density, the environment. It goes on and on and on. Things that I don't really want to get into. And of course, you can easily find out these things in a very, very short period of time by getting out and listening to news organizations that are independent rather than the mainstream media. And I'm sure anyone listening to this has already dipped into some of that. And you've seen some of the things that all began quite conspiracy theory level. We're now beginning to find out it was absolutely true. You don't know what to be more afraid of. The fact that they have deceived us for so long in these things or that the actual things we're talking about are true. So what it comes back to is how does this happen? How is it that we live in a world that can be so deceived. Well, again, it's right there in the Bible. Paul talks about it in Ephesians chapter 1 when he says that those people that are being deceived are being deceived by the spirit of the air that is at work in the hearts of the disobedient. And, of course, we know who that spirit is, and it's in the air, so it's in the heavenlies, it's in, a, in the spirit realm. 
and it's a spirit of darkness. It's Satan. That's who it is. Jesus did battle with Satan. Jesus spoke of demons, cast out demons. In fact, much of the ministry of Jesus was battling very successfully against darkness. I mean, every time he was able to deal with these spirits that once they found out who he was, they cowered and they fled. And now, of course, we as believers, we have been given the name of Jesus to rightfully use and to rebuke and to cast out spirits. Cast out or to cast down and resist these spirits that are controlling the minds of people. Now, we can't necessarily bind the control that it has over other people's minds, but we most certainly can over our own mind, where we can say, Lord, would you come and just, if I've believed any lies, if there's anything that I am being deceived by, Holy Spirit, come and set me free. Certainly, we can expect that. And even over our loved ones, where maybe we have exosia or authority, the authority jurisdictionally over our family and people that we love, or people that have given us permission to pray over them, then, of course, we can see the same thing happen. So getting back to truth, which is really the focus of my message here today, and that is that the only way we're going to find truth, according to Jesus, because he says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. He says, I am the truth. So the only way we're going to find this is we go to him. We read his words, and Jesus had a lot to say about what is truth morally. So he said two things that summed up the law and the prophets that you can find in your scripture. I don't have the reference here in front of me, but you can find it. He said it in multiple places in the Gospels. But he said, when it comes to summarizing the Old Testament and the New Testament, the covenant of works and the covenant of grace— really all wrapped up with those two commandments. One was to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second one was to love our brothers and sisters as ourselves. So you'll notice it's love. It's loving God and it's loving people. That's our starting point. That'll help us find the truth. Because Anything that is not the truth is either going to be idolatrous and trying to replace God, or it is going to be unloving. It's going to be a mistreatment of people, either hiding the truth from them, deceiving them, or even physically hurting them. Because you wouldn't poison people if you loved them. You wouldn't deceive them. You wouldn't decide that if a car had a potentially dangerous thing going on inside of it, that you would sell the cars anyway. If you really loved people, a corporation would never let a car out the door if they knew that was the case. Or that they would put chemicals inside cigarettes that were more than just tobacco, but rather an addictive chemical that would make people smoking those cigarettes become much more addicted to the cigarette than the nicotine would have ever been. Would people actually do that? If they really loved them, I don't think so. In fact, it just shows you the real true lack of love for humanity. How about abortion? How about 
so many other things that take place in our culture today that if people really loved people, would they do that? I suppose a person could argue that, well, it's love for the mother, you know, but I have a hard time believing that, that in the end, that makes a more loving person. In fact, I've been around long enough to see that that potentially, more often than not, does an incredible amount of psychiatric damage to that mother. Well, that is just something that is hard to talk about, isn't it? But truth is found in Jesus Christ and what he taught. So truth always leads us somewhere. It leads us out of the darkness, out of the hiddenness, and it brings us into the light. It'll bring us into the light where everything is exposed. Paul talks about that, that everything, and Jesus talks about that in uh, John 11, I think it is. He says, everything that is exposed to the light becomes light. That is incredible language there. And I love it. So, because if you think about it, that's exactly what happens to us. When we're exposed to the truth, exposed to the light of Christ, we become light. Because now we're walking in the truth ourselves, and everything we touch, and everything we speak, we're going to speak the truth. Paul takes it a little farther by saying, speaking the truth in love. I looked that up in the Greek. That love is agape, by the way. It's not phileo. It's agape. He says, in love. In other words, we speak the truth the way God would speak the truth. And that's a sacrificial love. Sometimes love hurts. Sometimes God disciplines those he loves. It might just hurt. It might just be a painful experience at first. But in the end, it leads to peace. It leads to life. And that's what Jesus said. He said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and then I'm the life. I'm the life. Of course, he's speaking really so many different levels there. He's speaking about eternal life. Because in the story with, uh, with Lazarus, when he's raised from the dead, that's where he's speaking to Mary. He is saying that I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And he is also telling her, do you believe this? I am the resurrection and the life. I'm not sure that's where he says, I'm the way, the truth, and life. But I know he says, I'm the resurrection and the life. He's speaking about eternity. He goes, you know, even if you die, you will live. Just like Lazarus did. Lazarus died, then rose from the dead. That is going to be our experience. That's what he was saying. That's one level. But another level, I believe, is the life here, that when we walk in the truth, that we will have a good life, that we'll have a life that is full of joy and peace and free of fear and anxiety and depression, a hopeless life, or just chaos and disaster. See, when we walk in darkness, Darkness begets darkness. We invite it, and it comes in wave after wave. But walking in the light as he is in the light, our sins are forgiven, and we are free. And when we're free, there's joy, and there's peace, and all the wonderful things. See, when you're lying, and you know you're walking in a lie, you're not really at rest. You're always waiting for someone to catch you. You're always waiting for someone, and there's always that fear that you're going to be caught. And then you have to weave together a web of further lies to cover that lie. Not a good life. Not a good way to live at all. 
truth comes from God. Truth finds its root in biblical root. God has decided what is truth and what is not truth. And you have to start there. Because if we leave it to men, we begin to bring philosophy into it. And we begin to just say, well, you know, your truth is not my truth. But what ends up happening is somebody's got a better truth <laughs> than you. And that truth will be like, well, I can kill you. I can hurt you. I can maim you. I can steal your stuff because my truth is better than your truth. See, that's where that all leads. And we see this in the world. It's hard to communicate this to a stubborn people that feel that Christians are unfeeling and unkind and just want to rob people of their choice. But when you talk about logic and what is true, well, it offends them and hurts them and makes them feel bad. Well, we really don't know what to do with all that, do we? Except to pray for them and pray for this world, to pray that they would come to know Jesus Christ, that they would come to know him as the one who is truth. And may God help us all at that in this period of time, that there would be more discovery. Bring on the exposure. Bring it on. Expose all that has been taking place behind the scenes. Expose our diplomats, our political leaders. Expose it all so that we can see and know and that we can take control over our nation the way it was intended to be, by the people, for the people. I have said recently, and I'll finish with this, is that the Constitution is a document that really has a companion. And I think you know what I was going to say, and what I'm going to say is that it's the Bible. Because without the Bible, you can't make a statement, you know, that we're free, that we have inalienable rights that we have these freedoms. And this all came from a Judeo-Christian understanding. Without it, well, if you take the Constitution away from our nation, we're really the last bastion of hope for the planet when it comes to what is true freedom. And yet people are wanting to destroy that. May God have mercy upon us if it ever happens. Because then surely we'll be walking into a darkness where we're told to ignore what we see, ignore what we know instinctively is right and wrong, and just follow the line right off the cliff. I'll tell you what, why don't we finish in prayer today that God would help us to find the truth of Jesus Christ and stay focused there and to humble ourselves in these times, to cry out to God, and maybe just maybe he'll have mercy upon our country and he'll stay the hand of judgment after the 60 million babies that have been offered up as sacrifice to convenience, to the God of convenience, to the ignoring of the poverty-stricken ones in our country, the cities that have been turned over to violence and crime in the name of welfare. Mm, so much. But we can ask God to help us, and God can do it if we let him in. Let's pray. Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you'd help us to, Lord, understand in these times, God, that you are the truth. You're the way, the truth, and the life. Lord, to have that life, we must believe the truth, and you're, you will lead us there, Lord, so that we will love our God and to love our fellow man, to care for them 
to not lie to them, not deceive them, but Lord, that we will love and care for them and do what we can to encourage them. I pray that, Lord, in these days that you would come and revive our nation and let this revival roll across our nation, leading to an awakening that permeates and really destroys every attempt at the enemy to destroy our great nation. Lord, we're asking you to expose this maniacal, diabolical plan that seems to have been set in motion. But Lord, you can foil it. It has already been done, Lord. It's been despoiled. But Lord, I pray that it would be torn down, torn up. And Lord, we would never come back to it again, Lord, to depopulate our nation or to take away our wonderful freedoms. Lord, that you would expose all the lies and bring us, Lord, a revival of Jesus Christ across our nation. Lord, return to our first love. And Lord, if there are things that need to be exposed regarding, Lord, what we have done, what we've allowed, what we have done to the rest of the world, then Lord, let it be. And Lord, may we repent and turn from it. May we confess it and return to the Lord and find freedom again. So Lord, we thank you for this time together. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.